This is three and five on SLC Management Podcast. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in again. I'm Steve Peacher, president of SLC Management, and this is three and five, in which we ask three relevant questions to our experts across the SLC Management platform. And today I'm joined by John Vincent, who heads our project finance team within SLC Management. John, thanks for joining. Hi, Steve. Thanks very much for inviting me. Canada has had a lot of success over the years building infrastructure through public-private partnerships. Could you give our audience a quick description of what a PPP is, uh, why it's worked so well there, um, and why PPPs have been a bit less prevalent in the U.S.? Sure. Quick, quickly, in, in Canada, and there's various forms of, of public-private partnerships, but it, effectively it's a, a method of procuring new infrastructure, often government-related where the private sector gets involved in designing, building, operating, and maintaining a facility for typically a fixed period of time, and then it's handed back to the to the government for uh, for future use. You know, you've uh, you've been you, as I know personally, you guys are very active. What are some examples of the kinds of PPPs that you've gotten involved in? Right. So, you know, just going back to your last question, we we. Uh, we certainly have had a pretty vibrant program in Canada, and a lot of that has to do with the, uh, the procurement agencies have been set up, and also the, the structure, as I mentioned, of the P3s, where, where there's a, a fairly standard form, and it's allowed for a consistency and also a template that has been rolled out across the country. So they developed a pipeline of transactions in each of the procurement agencies, and they go ahead and they publish that pipeline so people know what's coming along. With that, then people will vest resources in, in, the, in the sector because it's, it's such a, like building infrastructure requires a lot of commitment. Across Canada, we've been involved in a, in a lot of, probably half my portfolio, which is about $14 billion now, is, uh, is associated with infrastructure, including P3s and and uh, some of the things we built across Canada, probably dozens of, of hospitals, and obviously a really important asset class for the, for the country and, and the environment we're in today. And that moved also into uh, what we call horizontal, so horizontal infrastructure, things like LRTs and, uh, and, and transit. Uh, so, so it's been a very successful program. In the U.S., the Biden administration, of course, has proposed a large infrastructure plan. And do you think that that will lead to more P3s in the U.S.? If so, in any particular areas? And if not, why not? Well, I, I do think it, it will. And it may not, they might not be called P3s, but they're certainly par- partnerships with the private sector. If you think of the sorts of things that, that need to happen in not just the U.S., but around the world is electrification of transit, um, communications, all these things require a, a lot of infrastructure. It's not necessarily traditional roads and, and bridges, which is going to be core infrastructure that has to be done and will be done. But these things are fundamental to the new economy. And you'll, you'll see, I believe you'll, you'll see with that focus on transit, you're going to see knockoff projects. You'll, you're going to see things like broadband rollout because you need that, that communications infrastructure for, for the newer vehicles and, and the transit. It's such a data-driven society and you need, need to move electricity around. So you're gonna see transmission and all of these new sectors that are, are evolving require the private sector's expertise to facilitate. 
you'll you'll see different structures in, in, than in Canada. I think it's much more an innovative environment, to be honest, in in, in the U.S. And you'll you'll see people tapping into ways to access capital in the in the markets through revenue streams. So, for instance, in the in the broadband rollout that could be down a you know a, a highway easement, you're going to see commercialization of that sort of facility that benefits both both the public sector and their communications and the private sector as well. So really leveraging off of private capital. Well, I know your team is chomping at the bit to get involved in some of these uh, new projects. So hopefully they, uh, you know, they transpire as you're talking about. One, one final question, John, it's been a tough year for everybody. And I know that in Canada, they're still in various stages of lockdown. So my question is, what have you done over the last year to maintain some sanity during these crazy times, yeah, you know, for me, it's really important. I, I need to, I mean, need to do things physical that, that challenge me, and and you know, so I every day I try to do something some physical. But the, the thing that stands out in my mind, I was able to sneak off for a, a few days of skiing out, out in the Rockies this year, and to be able to take your mindset and focus on physical exhaustion rather than mental exhaustion is is incredibly refreshing. Uh, for me and and it really helped me kind of gear up for the next phase of things. Yeah, I got up to the mountains too a bit and it was a good place to socially distance coming down a ski slope. So that was nice. Well, listen, thanks for joining, John. Appreciate your insights and thanks to everyone for tuning in to this episode of 3 and 5. You're welcome. Thank you.